When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Edith. Can you say Josh Widdicombe? Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. Can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. <laughs> Two goes. Not quite there, though. Well, perfect for me. That was uh, that was very cute. Who who was? It? Uh, let me guess. Um, Swansea and Sarah and Jill. No, she's called Lou, actually, Rob. Oh fuck! Uh, love the Poddy podcast. Yeah. Oh. Do you know? I, I my mate took me down the other day. I'm so I'm doing um I'm doing a what's that thing we did together, Rob? Um, with Bradley Walsh. Oh, blankety blank, blankety blank, da da da, yeah. blankety blank, blankety blank. Yep, your new house fund. Yeah, that gig. No, <laughs> I'm not moving house. Um, but uh, I'm my friend's producing it. She sent me the list of people I was on with, and I said very excited about Dion Dublin. Oh, so are you doing it again? Yeah. Nice. Who are you on with, Dion Dublin? Trisha. Oh, Trisha. Okay. Mid-morning TV presenter. Ed Gamble. Ed Gamble. Chunks. Oh, you can't call him that anymore. He's skinny now. It's his, it's his name on the call sheet, oh, mate. No, I thought he was talking about Ed Gamble. <laughs> oh, lovely bear business. <laughs> really his good. name on the call sheet. I know who Chunks is, mate. I'm not you. <laughs> Chunks and Philly. Well, I know that. When you, when you said you can't call him that anymore, I thought as far as I know, you can't call him that anymore. To be fair, Chunks has lost weight as well. And Gamble. Maybe they could bond over that or you look on. That's a funny lineup. That's a good lineup. And 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 Stacey Dooley. Oh, that's a great lineup. Yeah, so anyway, the reason I brought it up is I said to my friend, excited about Dion Dublin, I'm going to try and tap him up for both my pods. And she said, pods, who do you think you are? Calling oh, them pods. Pod. Yeah, that is a bit much. She, she said the O2 has gone to your head. My pods. Oh, God, you're like, are you a mogul? Are you Kevin Hart? <laughs> Josh sat there in his big fucking big cheese chair. My bloody pods. All these, all these businesses sat like Jack D and Griff Reese Jones. Don't see them on telly anymore because they're fucking waded, mate. They got into production companies early. They fucked it off. Oh, too right, mate. Griff Reese Jones is loaded. He is, isn't he? I see he did a thing yeah. the other day, travelling around Australia, I think, with a big old musketeer batash. Do you know what I heard about Griff Reese Jones? What's that? He lives in Zone 1. No, no one lives in Zone 1. He lives in Zone 1, Rob, that's why. <laughs> much money. Zone 1. living in Zone 1. Would you enjoy living in Zone 1? I find it horrible. 
I think the only thing you couldn't live it. That's a big roundabout. Do you, know what, do you know they got rid of that old top shop? He's bought that. He's living in that. <laughs> he's Arcadia now. <laughs> yeah. No, he does live in Zone One. I've heard. He lives in Nighttown. He lives in the Trocadero. <laughs> does he live? <laughs> Does he live in Ripley's Believe It or Not? <laughs> yeah. Right, so what we talk about? What? How did we talk about that? Oh, you started talking oh, about... Oh, she said poddy. Poddy, she poddy, said poddy, yeah, okay, cool. We're content yeah. machines. Three minutes out of poddy. <laughs> Three minutes fuck, out fuck, of Fuck, we're poddy. good. Fuck, this is free? Come on, people. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Come on, treat yourselves to a Hello Fresh. Why not? Come on. <laughs> God. Loving the Potty Podcast. Yep. It got me through a many fuzzy-headed nap walk with my daughter Edith, good name, who was born at the start of the very first lockdown. She's almost two now. Here's a clip of her saying her first words, Josh Widderbum. All the oh. best, Lou. Lou. Thanks, Lou. She's put Lou, kiss, and I think this might be a typo. She's put Lou, kiss, and then the word you. Lou, you. Well, it, it, it's either Lou, kiss, you, or like, you know when like two brands have done a kind of... um. What's that thing called? Collab. Yeah, collab. Such a granddad. <laughs> you know, like when Gola did a collab with Woolworths, that kind of thing. Rob. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, the Lou is a. It's a weird name when when you're married to someone called Lou. It's mm. a weird thing, especially when I worked in an office. And I don't know if I said this before. When people used to go, "Yeah, I've got time off in Lou," and I go, "Are you gonna have sex with Lou? <laughs> you, is that what you're doing with your?" T- I've got time off in Lou, my wife. Do you ever think? I mean, it is also the, it is a word for toilet, Rob. Lou, yeah, to, yeah, and and in lieu of something. Does that ever come into your head? Losing the Lou, not really. Lou's well, Lou's um, name before we got married was Watts. Yeah. So that she used to get a lot of stick for Watts. Did she? Like, like Charlie Watts. Watts. Like Watts. What's in the bag? Watts. What, oh, you know, that I see. Sort of yeah. Shit stuff. Do you ever call her Louise when she's when you're angry? Lou, never call her Louise. I call her Lou or Wheezy. Wheezy? Yeah. Has she got asthma? No, just Wheezy. The we- it's a bit like a rap name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Wheezy. The Wheezy. Lou yeah. Wheezy. Having met Lou, if she started a hip-hop career, I think it would... I think you'd be embarrassed, Rob. It'd be more Honey G, wouldn't it, than sort yeah. of... The Warren G. Warren G. Ah, oh, fuck, that's what I wanted. That's where I was going. I couldn't remember it. All I could remember was Regulate. Fuck! I'm losing it. I'm fucking losing it. I knew it would happen. It's got to go at some point, isn't it? It has. You've got it's another got ten years. You've That's got another ten years. You remember the word collab. That's the problem with this game. When you're a comedian, you just think, and luckily stuff comes out, and you and you get away with it. But after every time I'm funny, my brain goes, "Oh, that was close." <laughs> but just then, it wasn't close. It didn't happen. You saved me with Warren G. Do you know what? But also, Warren G's too old. But it had a G on the end. I need also, there's no other rapper with a G on the end. It's not like Kenny G, is there? No, Kenny G, Honey G, more like Warren G, but Warren G's not cool enough now, and it? Well, he's cool, but he's old. Warren G, is he alive? Warren G must be I so old. I think Warren G died, didn't he? Oh, was that no, Nate Dogg? So I think it was sorry. Nate Dogg. No, Warren G looks quite young, actually. I think he's still going. Here he is, age 51. Here we go. Warren DeMonte Griffin III. Jesus Christ. Warren G's better, isn't it? Yeah, what a song. Um, anyway, let's get, let's get back on track. How are you, Josh? You all good? You, you sound better. full of beans because when you're hungover, you are pathetic. Yes, I know. But I'm feeling in a much better place, actually, Rob. Have you said thank you to Michael for that edit? Uh, well, I haven't listened to it. <laughs> well, we well, recorded for an hour. 40 minutes went out, so... <laughs> <laughs> you do the math. Do you know what? That's more than I expected. I hope there's a lot of adverts in there. <laughs> um, how are you, though? You I, good? I reckon I would listen to every single episode before I listen to that one, Rob. 
Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's for the best. I don't think you need that. Don't, the worst thing is if you were hung over again and then listened back to it. Oh, you said to remind you about something you forgot to say about that night. Oh, yes, here we go. So for about two weeks, I've had a, a list. I've got too much on. And one of my tasks was yeah. I've got to put the rain cover back on the garden chairs and table because it blew off in the store. Oh, mate, it's summer now. Leave it. Yeah. And then the other morning, I was like, to Rose, I was like, oh, did you or your mum put the rain cover back on the <laughs> chair and table? She was like, no. And then I remembered when I was hammered at 2am, I thought this is the time to do it. Really? You went out and did it? Well, I went to the shed to get some alcohol out the shed. That's where we keep our shed. <laughs> that's where you keep your shed. That's where keep you keep our alcohol. Oh, my God. That's where we keep our shed. That's a low moment. Oh, so you have booze in your shed. And so do you keep it out there so you don't want to go out in the rain to stop you drinking? Is that, is that well, what you do to help I with your problem? I, no, I haven't got a problem. Um, <laughs> that's the first part of the problem. Oh, come on now. No, you haven't. I've, I am winding you up because I think you was a bit worried that people thought you haven't. You just basically don't drink at all. And then when you do drink, you're a lightweight these days and can't deal with it. Basically. Yeah, in many ways, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not a big problem. Like the, like the real one, like a big no. problem. It's, just, it's no. a slight problem, but not a problem. No. You've got a problem, but not a problem. No, exactly. Um, I have. I was almost about to make reference to 99 Problems and I thought, could we look any squarer with our hip-hop, hip-hop references? It's, yeah. it's too hip-hop. It's too hip-hop heavy already. <laughs> this is the problem with this podcast. People will be listening going, is this Romesh's podcast? <laughs> now, he, he has got a problem. <laughs> he hasn't, he's all right. Um, um, go on, so you put, you put, it back, you put the, the stuff on the, on the chairs? Yeah, and I don't, didn't really remember doing it, but I managed to, in my drunkenness, tick off one of my tasks <laughs> i do sometimes when you are a bit drunk you do get quite efficient yes exactly exactly i do the dishwasher a lot pissed do you yeah like if i get in yeah, late I, rather than do it in the morning get it done while you're drunk get it done while you're drunk there we go <laughs> um and do you know what i haven't done what it's a third attempt but i do think people will be interested in what the experience of doing the cbb's bedtime story is like <laughs> I thought you said so. Yeah, go on, tell us it's sober. So, Rob, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's a thrill. How long does it take to do I just don't like reading out loud. It's just the auto cue. I, I thought you'd hold, oh. you were holding the book. You don't, you don't even know. So you just sit there. Yeah. So basically, you turn up. They do it in a hotel room. So they booked a hotel room in the Langham. Have you ever been in the Langham? What oh, that is a beautiful hotel, It's yes. a lovely hotel in central London. I think... Neighbours with Griff Reese jones I think it's that kind of hotel. Yeah I, got, I, yeah, I got put up in there once for a TV show, and it is opulent. It is nice. Um, I found it very confronting, because you've got to do your speaking to children voice. I don't have that voice. You don't have that voice? I so, realise. I talk to them like grown-ups. I've not watched it yet, but <laughs> I thought, do you want me to play out my intro so you can judge oh, yes. my speaking to children voice? Go on. I'm watching it with my daughter tonight, but I can get it on my on iPad. Yeah, it was on. It was on last night time of recording. Yes. CBB's bedtime story. Hello there. My name's Josh. I'm here celebrating comic relief with a funny story for this year's Red Nose Day. Did you know that the loudest, the bravest, or even the scariest people can sometimes feel a bit embarrassed, <laughs> like <laughs> Alan. You might have to have a think it about that one, Rob. <laughs> it sounds like an advert because tax rules are changing. <laughs> you know when they get like, we need friendly celeb. 
someone who's not money hungry, someone who's quite relatable, to come out and just be honest and straight with the viewer. I'm Josh Widdicombe. And you may not know it, but tax is going digital. You need to make sure that all your accounts are up to date and you've got your login. Because by April 2023, things are going to change for the better. So, it's a nice voice though, Josh. Yeah, do you want to hear some of the story? Um, not really, but go on. An apparent screech in terrible terror. Oh, was that you or sound effects? I love being scary, laughed Alan. After a long day... There you go, I'm quite pleased with that. That's nice, it's very gentle. I think I'd oversell it. Do you? Give me how you'd open it. Um, Right, I need a kid's book, don't I, really? Um, But do the, hello, I'm Rob. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett, and welcome to CBeebies Bedtime Story. This week, we're going to read Angela's Ashes. It's a long episode, isn't it? <laughs> I've been there fucking weeks. Rob's had a panic attack on chapter three. Um, we're going to we're gonna have to book him in. Yeah, we, well, how much is it to book out the Langham for three months? Nine million pounds? OK. Um, who's producing this? Griff Reese jones Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good, I think, Josh. It was nice. It was, I think it was gentle for bedtime. I'm, I think I'd be too animated. I think they'd tell me to pipe down. Come on, let's read a bloody story. Let's do it. Get to bed, you little c- <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, there's a builder perilously sat on a roof outside my window. Look at this. I'll take a photo. I mean, I, okay, yeah, we can share that. I mean, it's not the greatest podcast fodder. No, but you've got to remember, we riffed for five minutes on uh, the word poddy, so you know. We've got it if we need it. We, can we are it. stealing a living, really, when it comes to it. Well, you know, when people, you know this phrase, um, like, phoning it in for a living? Like, oh, he's yeah. phoning it in now. Well, we've always done that from the start, so it's not a bad thing. No, exactly. We can never, this can never fail because we've always phoned it in. We've never put in any effort in the first place. (laughs) The standards really dropped. How? We've never put in it. If anything, I care more now than I did at the beginning. Do you know what? That bloody uh, lockdown parenting's got shit. They've started to do different features. They know what they're doing. (laughs) They've got (laughs) topics they cover. They talk about the news. Rob Rob speaks properly now. (laughs) There's a couple of sketches at the end. They finish on a song. That, um... (laughs) That builder looks like he's having a shit down a chimney. (laughs) That's a great picture, that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Go. One for the Instagram. <laughs> Do you know what? It's a beautifully taken picture, isn't that, it? That could be in an exhibit about that sort of like you know, I don't know, roofs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear. So yeah, so that was good. So we enjoyed doing CBeebies. But let us know what, how it goes with your daughter if she likes it or not. My kids don't really watch bedtime stories and CBeebies. No, I'll be honest. Mine haven't really watched it, but my, she's she's quite excited. I don't think she realises what a coup it is that I'm doing it. That's the problem. Yeah, she doesn't realise. You know, you've waited for months for that. She doesn't know that I started open mic comedy in 2008. She doesn't understand that. <laughs> she can't comprehend. Even within your own agency, you were down the list to be on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um. I've, oh, Josh. Um. I've been sleeping a bit better. Oh, oh two, thi- two things I need to talk about sleep-wise. One, worst parent in the world. Um, yeah. My six-year-old's tooth fell out, put it under a pillow, 
And now uh, this is um, anyone that's listening with kids. This is a yeah. tooth stop, fairy stop story. Stop listening. Stop listening. Go and watch CBeebies Bedtime Story for the next six minutes. Yeah, this is a, a tooth fairy story. The yeah. tooth fairy didn't visit. No. Yeah. The tooth fairy forgot. Oh, my God. What Was the tooth fairy drunk or no. just... Unfortunately, the, the, the child whose tooth was it was, was up in the night, um, upset with sort of eight, something, she was moaning about something that she... Yeah, uh, she, she didn't so, have a tooth. <laughs> my tooth? I've got no teeth. She's quite funny though, when we said brush your teeth, she went, I don't have to do it for as long today because I've got less. <laughs> um, and yeah, but basically... That's like so, that Harry Hill joke when he says to a bald man in the front row, did you find like me, it just took longer and longer to wash your face? <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, carry on. Um, no, so basically, um, the tooth came out, we put it under a pillow, and then she she was complaining about being a bit itchy and a bit uncomfortable and, like, going to bed, and then I laid with her for a bit, and then she woke up at about 10 o'clock, and then she went to sleep, and then she went to sleep all night till the morning. However, because it happened about 10.30 at night, and she was up for about an hour, we went to bed knackered. and, and yeah, like forgot so to much, tell the tooth fairy. And, 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 and I think because we were all awake... The tooth fairy oh. couldn't get in the door. Oh, um, so basically, yeah, we, and then this morning she was so upset. I felt terrible. Um, but it was just because so much had happened between the tooth coming out. How did you turn it round? We, well, we just said, obviously, <laughs> that she didn't come because we were awake. And she yep. only comes when we were asleep. And because yep. you were awake, she didn't have time to come. So if we sleep tonight nicely, she'll come. But she can't come when you're awake. So that, that sort of come, but she was so, she was absolutely distraught first thing in the morning. But that, that, that come down. But but we also said in panic. Well, the thing is with the tooth fairy, if you are up and she forgets to come or can't come because you're awake, you do get extra money the next day. Oh, interest. Yeah. Which we thought, what a great idea. Like we were high fiving. Then she said, oh, OK, then. Well, I'll just keep hiding it every day till oh, the money goes up. She's got you, mate. She I knows know. that a tooth is better currency than money. I know. It's like having cryptocurrency, having a tooth. Yeah, she's got a Bitcoin under a pillow for the next eight years. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm facing a big money rollover each, each oh, night. Oh, no. There's so many more teeth to come as well. She knows they're in her mouth. I know. And the worst part is, well, no, the best part was make me feel better was we we told Lou's mum and it turned out that um, the tooth fairy, when um, Lou was little, forgot to come three nights in a row. Ooh. <laughs> is Lou it the same that... tooth fairy that's working the southeast of England? That's yeah, called... yeah, yeah, the, the Bromley-based tooth fairy. I think they've got a problem, Rob. They're not a big problem, but if they're... You know... <laughs> Lou's mum was saying that it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. She was so anxious about forgetting that she'd forgot. Like, it was one of them things like, you must not forget. But then she did. So that made us feel a bit better. Um, but yeah, so that was a bit tense this morning. Yeah. Um, oh, so that was this morning. That was this morning. So do you think the Tooth Fairy, to avoid costing the Tooth Fairy too much money, is going to sneak into night and give the money for the tooth come what may? Yes, I, I really think there's nothing going to get in the way of the Tooth Fairy tonight. <laughs> okay. Good. There can't, there can't be. There's, there's no way. And yeah, as your daughter sits up with a baseball bat, just staring, hidden <laughs> in the room at to the try door. and get the interest. Um, but my six-year-old had show and tell the other day as well. This is quite funny. Oh, yeah. And um, she took in like pictures of Fred, the dog, and was yeah. speaking about the dog. And then my youngest went, oh, it's show and tell today for me. Like tomorrow is my show and tell. Can I take those pictures in? I was like, yeah, of course. And she went, and can I take a teddy? And I went, yeah, all right. Anyway, we give her all this stuff. We go in. And I said to the lady at nursery, oh, it's show and tell today, isn't it? She went, no. <laughs> the four-year-old just invented it, lied. <laughs> 
And then on the way in as well, there was another kid coming up the road and she went, oh, they're in my class. And I went, oh, right. Yeah. And, I went, and then they got closer. I went, oh, look, is it your friend? She went, no, I don't like him. He's horrible to me in front of the parent. Oh, my word. So awkward. And oh. then we both just awkwardly went, huh, and then took the kids in. Oh, God. It's awkward, isn't it? When, when there's know. a nice parent and the kids don't get on. I tend to, <laughs> I tend to project onto the parents... My feelings towards the kid, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, I think, like, it's that long held, held grudges thing. Like, yeah. any kid that's been a bit horrible to your kid when they're little, I'm just, you're just sort of done. Even when they're, yeah, like, 23. Totally. Not totally. having it. Totally. I'm going to tell all this about my sleep, Josh. Right? Oh, yeah. So, this is the new way of going to sleep. I listen to a podcast now, but I try and listen to a podcast yep. I've already listened to that's very, like, one level. So, like, for example, the Johnny Wilkinson one, which yeah. is called I Am, which I'm really getting into, but it's quite deep. You have to really concentrate. It's all about... Yeah. I'm getting into spirituality, Josh, which I don't know if is the stiffest neck thing or the loosest neck thing. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the loosest neck. I, th- I, think I think spirituality is a very good thing to get into, Rob. Yeah, really getting into that and about, you know, all joy and happiness comes from within. There is no big yeah. enlightenment to search for. It's sort of... You just basically have to calm everything down so that you're just... You're, you just are one. The realisation, Rob... Yeah. That happiness does not lie in appearing on Nevermind the Buzzcocks is a huge moment in your life. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I picked that out as a random thing. Yeah, but I whatever mean, it is your thing, like yeah. for you, that's what it would have been. Or for some people, it'll be running, you know, being the manager of a shop or getting yeah. that promotion or achieving an award or something. But yeah, I do think, you know, as you get a bit older, that the, when you're a bit young, you think, well, once I get that, it'll all be sorted. But it isn't. It really isn't. It's really important to know that. All I need... All I need is a podcast that is as good as Off Menu and I'll be happy. Look at me, Rob. <laughs> Give Look us a few me. months. We'll get I'm there. all over the shop. Yeah, you are all over. I mean, do it. I'm all you, over the fucking shop. You, the, it didn't work. <laughs> the stuff you've achieved and what you've done in your life and you're still a fucking mess, Josh. More of that's not going to help. <laughs> but I'm getting there. I understand the theory, Rob. I'm just yes. struggling to put it into practice. Exactly. That's very important because it's easy to say, oh, I should do my breathing and meditation and oh, should be calm and take t- time for myself. But meditate, I find, and meditation, I think people get confused. Meditation isn't just like, oh, I sit there and breathe in with fucking smoke and crystals and all that shit. Crystals can fuck off personally, but each to their own. But I, um, I think it's yeah, You more... are very zen, actually, Rob. Do you know what? That's what I like about you. You're very, very laid back. <laughs> I that can fuck off. <laughs> No, but what it is, is it's like it, being mindful is not sort of clearing your mind. It is actually focusing on the thing that's worrying you or scaring you. Because what we do is distract from it. So um, you, if you sit with something that causes you pain, it's quite uncomfortable. But that is basically what meditation is. You're holding in on the thing that's stressing you out, but then you ignore your brain telling you about it because... Anyway, anyway, since I'm, I'm talking around in circles now. It's Johnny Wilkerson that explains it a lot better in I Am. I've been listening yep. to that because it was all quite serious and it's quite monotone. What's he up to now? Well, basically, well, it's quite funny, actually, because he became the greatest rugby player of all time, but then he realised that didn't bring him happiness. He's now looking yep. at spirituality and trying to find that sort of <laughs> balance with it. He's rugby league. <laughs> yeah, but now he's basically trying to become the best at being a Buddhist. <laughs> And when you listen to him, he's so intense and passionate. Well, he's trying to become Buddha. Well, no. (laughs) There is already a number one Johnny. There's a Pele of Buddhism, and that's Buddha, surely. (laughs) But yeah, but that's the thing, though. Like, even if you do become Zen, you still have your character of who you are. It's all quite complicated. But anyway, I've been listening to that because it is serious. So it's, and there's no big laughs or big 
things in it that sort of make you wake up. So anyway, I was listening to it last night and I got to sleep really nicely because it was like a good subconscious message. I find it very calming and I was listening to it. Anyway, I go to sleep, the best I've gone to sleep in years. Then I wake up absolutely petrified, like actually like dripping with sweat, anxious, having a nightmare, right? Okay, yeah. and I, I genuinely thought there was a bit of burglary or I was being attacked or something. I woke up in this horrible shock. Like, and I was like, I've never had that sort of feeling. And I thought, what the fuck? And then like, I looked at my phone and Johnny Wilkinson had finished. And what had started was my UK true crime podcast. Oh, no. Yeah, right? that happens. Okay. They Walk Among Us. Excellent podcast. Yeah, true yeah crime. it's good that. Huh? Yeah, right. So and not only... As it come on, right? And I quite like, I normally, if I pick one out, I'll go for one that's not near me. This one, I mean, I don't know how much we should say about this because it is a real person, but it was basically, it was about a man that did awful, awful things to people in South London, right? That entered the homes of them. Oh, my God. By prying the windows open in the early hours. Oh, my word. No, thank you very much. He actually, he actually, like, he got arrested for crimes he did in Bromley. No. And that's being pumped into my ears. Oh, my God. At 3 a.m. Places I know, streets I live on. Oh, fuck, my I'm God. Like, what the fuck? And I woke up, like, <laughs> it's it, and I'm like, in, and it's like <laughs> the worst possible <laughs> crime that you could oh be listening word. to. Is this booming around your room or have you got headphones in? Headphones in, booming around the room, not fucking. On no, the... so I mean, so Lou's not having to deal with it either. No, is what just I mean. me on my own in my oh ears, my like God. in my own head. It's an absolute. It's like trying to have a kip in an East End alley listening to a Jack the Ripper podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, can't believe it. There's they never need to been... stop it playing on. That's what mine does. The oh. worst thing. I'm going to unsubscribe from our podcast now because I keep falling asleep and waking up listening to ourselves, and I find that bad enough. <laughs> I know it was hot. Honestly, mate, I couldn't. I was so stressed and anxious. I was like, but it was so close to home, literally. I couldn't believe it. What are the chances? And did you did you want to listen to the rest of it? No. I think I might need to listen to it awake as a kind maybe. of to kind of clear yourself of it. Well, I don't think I'd ever listen to that one. You don't hear about someone breaking into your house when it's in your own own area, isn't it? No. Jesus Christ! What are the chance of all the ones? <laughs> well, it's a mean? very it is a very crimey area, Rob. Well, it is a crimey area, but there's lots of crime everywhere. Why do I have to listen to this? Some of the other ones weren't like miles away. Anyway, but yeah, that's what happened to me. So be careful. If anyone else yeah. has had a, a what been podcast a, a, do you listen to, or have you woken up listen to to get to sleep? I was listening to one this morning. I, yeah. I went back to bed for a half hour nap because we got up so early, right? And um, what time was you up? Six. Oh yeah, but it's not too bad. But I swapped rows having half an hour for me having half an hour. Right, classic, okay. Classic move. This is such a me podcast, Rob. You're going to love this. Go on. It's called The Rock on Tours. <laughs> so partridge. Yeah, I know. And it's hosted <laughs> by Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet. And he interviews other musicians. And I found it too interesting. I couldn't sleep. Really? Isn't that the that lowest is moment? That is, that is what low. What a boring man I am. <laughs> I, was, I was too stimulated by Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet. If it makes you feel any better about being boring, I, was go- mm. I got really stressed trying to do some writing this and I couldn't do it and I thought what I've learned is like, rather than just sitting there and getting yourself worked up just have yeah. a break and then come back to it when you're in the mood and you'll do twice yeah. the amount of work and it'll be twice as good there's no point dragging yourself through it because yeah. you know that, that's, that is a little bit of a working class mindset where like it, work has to be hard and difficult but when you are writing something it doesn't need to be it just needs to come when it comes right and then um, I, so I drove to uh, Croydon Costco for yeah. a slice of pizza and bought a soundbar for my telly 
But what? I was sound. I thought that was like a chocolate bar that I hadn't heard of. <laughs> Did they run out of crunchies? <laughs> Bought a packet of Krakenax. You know, a bit of nostalgia. <laughs> We've needed a sound bar for ages. Right. Because our I, kitchen. Permission to sound like I'm 600 years old. Yeah, go on, mate. What's a sound bar? So, right, so tellies are flat screen tellies now, a lot of them, aren't yeah. they? Which means the speakers are quite crap on them because speakers need a bit of, bit yeah. of mass in order to be decent um, and in our kitchen you've been in our house there's a lot of like it's, we've got like them uh, bifold windows so there's a lot of glass so the sound yeah. rattles around oh, yeah. the extension so if you've got a sound bar it's much easier to hear sometimes we can't hear dialogue on telly and then all of a sudden there's a car crash and it's the loudest thing ever and wakes the whole right. house so it's up it's like great speakers for your phone uh, for your uh, TV. So your telly yeah but it's like one it looks quite nice but also it's one that you can play other stuff from and it's a sort of got a oh, Sonos so it doubles one doubles as connects. a Sonos yeah so I've got a Sonos and then now I've got that so that if we have a party we can have it all playing out the same speakers yeah right? I've been Come looking the for world cup yeah and it was, I went to Costco and got one and I just got there and I sat and ate my pizza in a fucking fleece and my, my shoes I wear in the garden I thought what the fuck am I a fleece <laughs> they're so what soft. are you a kind of they're so comfy. Kind of Josh. farmer's wife. What's I'm a bit of a country bumpkin in zone five. Do you know what I mean? I've got like yeah, a little country Griffith part Jones near me. Wear a fleece, mate. Oh no, he's gold. Just a gold suit. <laughs> like he's in Johnny English. We should say that Griffith Jones owned what was it? Talkback. That was yeah. It's made like television. most of the big comedy shows in the nineties. That's yeah. what we're talking didn't talk about. Didn't Talkback, and they got bought out, didn't they? Yeah, they got bought out. How much did they get sold for? Oh, I don't know. It got I sold in two thousand. Oh. Oh my god! In two thousand. It was bought for 62 million. Whoa, mama! Jesus fucking wet. Wow! Oh. We're in the wrong game here, Rob. Do you know what? Maybe we are phoning it in a bit. Maybe we could put in a bit more effort after all. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Smith and Grace Reese Jones, both founders of Talkback. And Peter Fincham. And Peter Fincham, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Bloody hell. It's all right for Simon, isn't it? 22 years ago, that was. I bet he's got sound bars coming out of his bloody ears. <laughs> 62 million in. 2000. Do you reckon he's got a garden in zone one? I bet he's got a bloody garden, mate. <laughs> I bet he's got a garden. Uh, right, do you want some Instagrams? Yes. Okay, here we go. Da, 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 da. Oh, so this is just listening to the Harriet Kemsley episode. This oh, is Anon. What a, what a great guest. Because um, she was talking about growing a new tooth. Remember that? Yeah. So this lady here, um, I too grew a new tooth around the time my daughter was born. Ooh. It defo wasn't there before and I had to go to have an emergency extra extraction when my daughter was about four weeks old because the new tooth crushed my back tooth, making it crack and break. Oh, and my word. The new tooth is still there and has grown at a funny angle, sort of sideways, not upwards. So, yes, it does happen. She's not mental. She's not Anon. Mental. I love the way someone couldn't feel they could give their name for that. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't possibly reveal I've got an extra tooth. This one's even more mental. And Jane, don't give a shit about people knowing it's Jane. On Harriet's new tooth, the same thing happened to me. I grew a new wisdom tooth, which emerged after giving birth to my son nine years ago. It pushed all my other teeth out the way. And now I have crooked teeth. Oh, this no. This is the killer. My feet also grew a size. No. They, it wasn't just retaining water. They actually grew. Well, that yeah, nothing incredible. similar happened when I had twins last May. So maybe it's a first pregnancy thing. If anyone else has got bigger feet from kids. Also, the way Jane is just like, oh, nothing similar happened when I had twins last May. Your, your feet have grown a size. She needs all new shoes. That is incredible. That, that, I didn't know that could happen. Your feet, they stop. Do you know, isn't the only thing that's meant to keep growing, don't you get bigger ears? 
Your ears and your nose, isn't it? Your ears and your nose, bloody hell. Your nose? It's definitely your ears, I think. Yeah, that's I don't know about nose. Do you want another anonymous one, Rob? Oh, yeah. Morning, gents. Me and my wife have been listening to your podcast from the very beginning. I've been trying to start a family for the same length of time. Just when we're starting to lose faith, a few days ago, a pregnancy test came back positive. Ooh, congratulations. We're both ch- chuffed a bit and understand it's exceptionally early days, but we still can't help but look at all the stuff we will helpfully need to buy, some of which is very costly. My mm. question is... Are there any items you suggest spending extra money on and any items you'd buy cheap or even not buy at all? Cheers, and then they've put the emoji with the two beers clinking together. I'd say don't buy anything until you actually really need it kind of thing. Well, we bought the cot way too early. We bought the cot before the baby was born, but you don't need it for six six months. months. No. So it's stuff like that, and then it sort of helps a little bit with cash flow because what's the point of spending like money on that cot and never using it? So I'd say wait until you need it, and then some things, you know, like we bought a little tummy time thing where you know you're supposed to go on their belly for a bit to to get their neck up and stuff. This thing that you'd put them on and they'll spin themselves around on, you don't need that. Like There's lots of things you don't really need. but The um, most useful thing definitely have it i found is the ear temperature checker yes that is absolutely worth its weight in gold a hundred percent because it, it can put your mind at rest so quickly yeah i definitely recommend that and i what i'd say as well i don't think you need to spend a lot of money on a high chair i think they're a little bit you can spend like hundreds of pounds on these mad little high chairs i think ultimately that you, you you can get like cheap ones that just do the job like that little ikea one yeah does the job and they and you want something that's easy to clean white clean don't worry it doesn't have to be all soft and cushioned from they're quite hardy and yeah, I, yeah so I'd, I'd say that um and i would say as well if you live in london or you do a lot of traveling on trains or planes those baby yo-yo buggies are good the yo-yo buggy is incredible so we so we had the yeah. um, and if you live in a flat as well, it's so small to fold up. So you know. and it just it just flips open. That's what we're using at the moment is the yo-yo. Yeah. It flips open and you feel like a god when it flips <laughs> open. Yeah, like the thrill when you've got it just and there it is. Yeah, like a kind of pop-out tent. Absolutely love that. And it's yeah. the only well maybe more now because I'm sure other people have caught up, but it's the only one when we got it that can fold down to the size that you can take it on as hand luggage on a flight. Yes. Yes, yeah, that, that's really good. Then you don't have. Then you've got it all the way after check-in. You've got the baby in the buggy, and then you've got it as soon as the plane lands, rather than having to wait or carry the kid through the airport. I don't know whether there's a bassinet on it. I've got no idea that. You can't. It's bassinet. Is that when they're little babies and they're on the like the bed, the bed yeah, on the pram? There are, but they're really small. And I think a lot of first-time parents would be like, "Oh, it's a bit too unsafe for my baby," but it's probably yeah. fine. But um, yeah, it's, it's not the best for long walks, though. My my tip with prams. If yeah. you live in a city, Griff, if you're listening, is um, <laughs> big wheels are a fucking write-off. When yeah. you see someone yeah. approach a cafe with big wheels and you think you fucking regret that pram. Yeah, a yeah, and that little yo-yo, you can get in the little gaps yeah. when you're going for a restaurant. In the big, if you live in the countryside, I'd say big wheel and like going for long walks. Yeah. Get big, maybe bigger wheels and stuff, but yeah, like those that little baby. Big yo-yo. wheels in Victoria Park, you're making a fool of yourself. Yeah, exactly, but you can't get in anywhere. And I'd say just the cheap little IKEA high. It doesn't have to be IKEA, but a cheap high chair rather than spending hundreds of pounds on something that does all these magical things. It's basically yeah. just a, somewhere to strap them down and feed them, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Also, your friends will be trying to offload stuff. 
you know, find your friend that's got a two-year-old. They'll have loads of stuff they want to get rid of. Yes, exactly. Make friends with an NCT group where their kids a year older than yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the same age. Start going to can... NCT two years before you conceive. <laughs> Okay, right. Um, do you want some boomer parenting? Yes. This is beyond Sorry, boomer. Sorry, that was though. quite a. Um, well, that was one of our most serious and useful five minutes we've ever done on the podcast. I oh, thought I would just say as well as a caveat, like because there's something here. Someone's took our advice. Not all of this is just anecdotal story. Don't take any of this like we're experts, please. Yeah, you I know, think we should. Don't you said this to me the other day, Rob. And I think we should record it now. Yeah. And then put it at the start of every podcast that follows this. Yes. That we need to. Put a disclaimer at the start. Okay, I'll say go. This is a disclaimer. Anything we say is our opinion and things that have worked for us. Please do not take it as expert advice. Yeah, sometimes it's not even our opinion. We're just trying to fill the time. <laughs> yeah, so just basically, good luck on your own. <laughs> we can't be sued. This is from someone. Mark has messaged in, Josh. I'll do this and then boom, a parenting. Hi, I took on Rob's tactic of giving my eight-year-old one swear word, naughty word a day. So as long as she says it only in front of me and mummy and not at school or strangers. It has been working very well, except for the fact that most days she chooses to use her swear word by going right up to her two-year-old sister's face and saying, you are a dumb fucking bitch. I mean, that is awful. That's two swear words in one That's sentence. Too much. The two-year-old <laughs> just smiles and usually responds with, yeah, she does get on well with her, really, I think. That, but I've got a lot of questions here, Mark. Like, I, they, my kids say piss because they saw it written in a book. Where have they seen dumb fucking bitch or heard it? What is intense. going on in that relationship, Mark? That is incredible, isn't it? Um, dumb fucking bitch. Dumb fucking bitch. <laughs> Fuck it out. <laughs> brutal. Sprutal? Sprutal, it's brutal. Oh, I thought that's a Pokemon, isn't it? Sprutal? Just to say... Oh, this is the boomer parenting, Josh. Yeah. Just to say, as a 62-year-old grandma, I love your podcast and find your tips very helpful. Um, Sometimes when I'm looking after my four-year-old granddaughter, Delilah Alice. Can we also... I think we should have... Can we have oldest and youngest listener, please? If you think you're the youngest listener, let us know. If you think you're the oldest, please let us know. And when I say youngest, you are listening... out of your own volition on your device, yeah, yeah. not just in the car. And oldest, um, if you can find someone young enough to send an email on your behalf, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> but the oldest person listening, it would be quite nice to know, because at the moment, Marion Whitehead, at 62 years of age, is our oldest listener. Oh, if you can, can beat that, that let us know. We can do better than 62. I'm sure anyway, we so can. This is going back to boomer parenting. When my husband was about seven, so I don't know, if what is beyond boomer parenting? Because this might be older than boomer parenting. Victorian? Victorian! <laughs> I don't know what the parenting is Like post-war that. parenting, I suppose it'd be called. Like what our parents experienced. So if you're 62, so yeah, mate, oh, yeah maybe. So it'll be like in the 50s. Yeah, so... 50s what, and yeah. 60s, yeah. Post-war so post-war, post-war parenting. Going back to boomer parenting, when my husband Jeff was about seven years old, the TV aerial became dislodged on the roof of the terraced house. Oh, no. His dad did no more than tie a rope around Jeff's waist and pushed him out the attic window onto no. the roof and then proceeded to shout out instructions as to which way the aerial should be moved. Oh, my God, that is incredible. And then it suffice to say he lived to tell the tale. I don't think you'd get away with that nowadays. Seven-year-old. His dad also fixed a gas pipe with chewing gum after poking a hole in it with a drawing pin at Christmas. As far as we know, the chewing gum is still there 50 years on. Keep up the good work. Love, Marion Whitehead. Eastwood, Nottinghamshire. That is incredible. My, da- my dad, this is my... I don't know if he still does it, but he used to do it as kids. Whenever he did anything electrical, 
Yeah. Right? Like the washing machine was broke and he had to fix it. He'd leave the power on to see if he'd fixed it. No. So he's been electrocuted. Well, he wouldn't turn it off. So if he was changing a light bulb, he'd leave it on so it lit up when he was putting it in. Yep. And he's been electrocuted a number of times. Yeah, he's electrocuted. Like, is that like a dangerous thing? Like, do you know I what I mean? Like, <laughs> if it isn't, it's a strange way to kill someone in a prison, isn't it? <laughs> what are you doing with this one? I'm just blowing on him to death. <laughs> Does it work? Who knows? You know what I mean, Rob. I just, I just presumed that your dad wouldn't survive that. Well, I think it's electric shock rather than electric right. huge. I think it trips out when it... I don't right, know, but right, of he's a strange man, my dad. Do you know what he did? I did a gig at the weekend and he came backstage after in Margate. Where, yeah. And it was him and my mum and about eight or ten of their friends. And we're all chatting. And I'm quite tired from the gig. I had a busy week and I was chatting to everyone and trying to be polite. But it's hard when you've done a gig because you're a bit exhausted. And I'm sort of stood there and everyone's sort of chatting. And I'm like, a bit like tired. And, and he goes to me, did I leave my lace-up shoes at your house? <laughs> I just went. <laughs> I don't know. Lace up confused what, me. Like, what does he mean by lace up? Is he vel- Is he still doing velcros? He loves slip ons, slip on oh, loafers. Right. He's from South East London. He loved yeah, it. Yeah, of course. And I and I just said, Dad, I don't know or care. <laughs> Which I thought was harsh, but also yeah. I thought like, come on, mate. Yeah, fair enough. How do I know? And also, it's not like I've got a quiet house. There's a dog could have had him, a kid. Who yeah, knows? Exactly. A tooth fairy. A tooth fairy, you know, if she turns up. Um, right, do you want to do a small business shout out, Josh? Yes. Or do you want to do some emails or anything? Small business? Let's do small business shout out. Uh, you have, I mean, they're all, they're all good. I've, I feel bad when I go past them. I've, 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 I've been ruined by choice here, Rob. Give me a number from one to six. Um, six. One, two, three, four, five. Six. GB News are looking for some... No. Um, hi, guys. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, which is odd, as I... Oh, we'll start with this. 23-year-old guy with no kids. So we'll start that as our lowest age at the moment, Rob, whose mother has threatened to turn his testicles into a pair of earrings if he has one any time soon. I was hoping you guys could give a shout-out to Ezio Rescue, E-Z-I-O, which is a charity which rehomes stray and abused dogs and cats from Bosnia, giving them a new lease of life here in the UK. They have a very small following at the moment, so any help will mean a lot. That is a great charity. They can Lovely. be found on Facebook. Ezio, one word, E-Z-I-O, space, rescue. Instagram, Ezio Rescue, or www.eziorescue.webs.com. That webs is it's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Is a shame, Thank you, isn't guys, it? and keep up the great work. Peace and love, Owen. Oh. Not enough people. He must have heard our meditation chat. Yeah, he's like, we're so fucking zen right now, apart yeah. from fucking crystals, you fucking mugs. <laughs> Have some fucking self-belief. Don't just fucking hold on to a crystal and hope, you fucking losers. But ultimately, I'm a Buddhist now. Oh, ultimately, you are a Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a small business shout out here. This one is from absolute underscore bubble underscore football. Hi, Rob and Josh. I've listened to the barrage of abuse from Mr. Beckett regarding the city of Plymouth. City. I would invite, I'd like to invite you both to Plymouth for an afternoon of bubble oh. football. I'm sure there are folk who would like to ram the aforementioned Mr. Beckett. We are based in Plymouth. So if you are in Plymouth or you're down there for some sort of a stockbroker meeting, um, some big city... Or uh, watching Argyle, biggest club in the South West. No, 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 it's a business. You're not going it's there for sport, hub. mate. You're going there strictly for business deals. So if you're striking a big deal down in Plymouth, Griff Reese Jones buying some sort of, you know, shipping, shipping company or something. Um... <laughs> Absolute underscore bubble underscore football is a uh, bubble football company where you can go and looks like kids parties, stag do's, things like that. It looks great. And they do inflatable table football stuff. Oh, so, that'd be yeah. fun. 
Go That'll on their Instagram, fun. absolute underscore bubble underscore football, based in Plymouth, but I'm sure they travel. There we go. It's been, I really enjoyed this episode, Rob. It's been fun. Back on form after what was a very sad week for you. Very sad week, but do you know what? Our biggest week ever numbers-wise. What was do the it? people bloody want from us? You, you sickos. Only because it said the sad episode. All you want is our pain, you you sick fucks. Let's call this episode, you sick fucks, is this what you want? <laughs> oh no, let's call this one the most crazy episode ever. You will not believe <laughs> the wacky hijinks that happen in this episode. Exclusive Elton John interview. <laughs> Barack and Michelle Obama special. <laughs> um, right, see you on Friday, Josh. See you on Friday. Bye. Cheers, bye. Bye. 